You're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. What are the topics, Mike? What are the topics? This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. From Muscatine to the Silver Street. Wait, it's a podcast? From Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods? Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Lokensoul. Hi, everybody. First of all, thank you again to everybody that watched my YouTube special so far. If you haven't seen it live from the Glendale Room, check it out. Maybe you'll enjoy it. This show might be moving. I've told no one. But for right now, same as always, I have the world's greatest panel. Crystal Adams is back. Her album, Ain't I a Wombat, was on every year-end list I saw for 2022 for best stand-up albums. She's great. Glad to have her back. Ricky Carmona is back. He was a writer on Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Tosh.0. He's currently at America's Funniest Home Videos. He was the officiant of my wedding. I love Ricky Carmona. Renee Godier is back. She was a writer at WWE. Her new special, which I saw her working out plenty of times in Los Angeles. It's great. That comes out Valentine's Day. I think it's called like High-Blooded Italian. I think she says it later in the show. Sean L. McCarthy is here. First time, long time. Big Buddha himself. I just did an episode of his podcast, Last Things First. He has a substack called Piffany. But I know him from his longtime comedy site, The Comics Comic, and I'm happy he finally came on. Chris Mejia is back. He runs Good Comedy in Seattle with Bo Johnson. He also co-hosts We Didn't Get a Rose with our sweet little baby boy, Mike Carroza. Very happy every time Chris is on the show. This group was amazing. I did have the volume wrong at the beginning of the show for the guests because I'm not a fucking audio engineer. I'm a comedian. But I caught it, so if you're like, this sucks and is quiet, I do fix it. And fuck you. Not really. I recognize that I... Maybe you wouldn't have noticed. Please click follow anyway. I made a mistake. And without further ado, here are Crystal, Ricky, Renee, Sean, and Chris. Sean McCarthy has not done this before, so the three of you need to aid him in his... Not on Martin Luther King Day. (laughs) Crystal and probably Ricky are off the hook. No, it's my job as an ally to learn what I need to do to be a valuable member of the panel. Look at you. quiet this whole podcast. Today I'm here to listen. Today on this day I'm here to listen. I feel like I don't hear white people call themselves ally as much as they used to. Like that one's kind of like there was a minute where like white people every day were like, "Yo, I'm your ally." Yeah. Yo, I'm down with this. Yeah, we tried that on for a while, but that's kind of like going, "I'm a good person." For the record, I'm never an ally. Very involved. 
And for the record, I never said it because I wasn't. <laughs> Topic one. Oh Nepo babies. This is a thing that I'm very excited to talk about. Ne- do you, Renee's face says she doesn't know what Nepo babies is. It's like Muppet babies, but <laughs> but it's the children of every Hollywood star is in everything now. It's, oh, nepotism. Nepotism babies. Oh, I just oh. saw BuzzFeed post an article like earlier this week where it was like 15 children who have careers in Hollywood but not because of nepotism and it was like basically the whole article they got all of them yeah sure they're related to someone famous but like the angle was like no but they earned their career and like for some you're like I mean yeah they are a really talented person and they're really good at what they do but like it would be like oh they worked really hard and did this this and that also they're the son of Steve like uh Steven Spielberg and it's like okay but like let's be real let's yeah (laughs) getting your foot in the door is half the battle and that's what that's how you did that like um on this show Jared Logan goes uh name me one Hollywood star that doesn't have a famous relative and we were like George Clooney and immediately listeners are like his aunt is Rosemary Clooney (laughs) (laughs) everyone Is I it, think it, his dad hosted Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> is Brad Pitt related to anybody? No. Look at that. Missouri trash. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> from yeah, dirt. Brad trash. Pitt's from Missouri? Missouri yeah, from trash. He is from dirt. They found he him in Missouri. In Oklahoma. Shawnee, Oklahoma. And and that trash side is is showing lately, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I think the Nepo baby discussion really, I think it's to distract us, because I, honestly, it I, any any white person is Nepo. I'm sorry. I, it, Thank like, you. I feel like whoever Let's came go. up with that. Only today am I an ally on this. <laughs> Only today. <laughs> the rich ones. What's yeah. the ones in Hollywood? Like, that are on your yeah, TV. Emma ghost is currently smiling from the heavens right now. <laughs> oh, white people are nepo babies. Oh my god! You know I had to bust that shit out. <laughs> oh my god! All white people are nepo babies. <laughs> All right, Rosa Parks sat so I could use auto tune on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I- I'm embarrassed to tell you guys, but I am a Nepo baby. I uh, am related to Marie Antoinette, according to me. I'm sorry. I I get a lot from it. I'm going to tell you that. She didn't. She got her head in a basket. Thank you for saying that so much, Crystal. Like When I heard about this list, I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see who's on there. And it was like the girl from Girls. The girl from Girls. Daughter and like just like other white actors. And I was like, well, this isn't like a Nepo thing. Like, this is just the fucking world. Yeah. Where's where's Denzel's kid at? Denzel's kid's? What are you it. talking about? Denzel's kid's like a famous actor. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it was like he's like one of three. Ice Cube's kid. It's not like Jimmy Smith's kid is on there. It's not like fucking. <laughs> I Eva think Longoria's Jimmy... kid's on there. It's not like Edward James Olmos's kid is on there. Yeah. What about George Lopez and his daughter? Ooh, Lopez versus Lopez. Lopez v. Lopez. But here's what I want to see. I want to see what's the show where he does the DNA for people. Oh, oh, like Robert Louis Gates. Yes. Okay. I want to see that show, but I want to see that show for a white person 
that has just starred as a slave owner. Oh shit! Like, I, I want. I want the show. Because you want to connect it all the way back to, oh, and I want to see them making money off of a movie, off of playing. <laughs> I want to see them get it back. There were there were a couple instances. One I, I think was Edward Norton. I think just did an episode like that where he found out, and then also Joe Mangella. I read recently uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yeah, no, the Cumberbatch is, is in hot water wow. right now. Yeah. <laughs> what did Cumberbatch he played do? Slave owner in Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so that has happened. So, oh, yeah. are we saying that Nepo Babies is worse than usual? We're saying it's about the same, or is it just maybe like I didn't like I didn't know Melanie Griffith was a Nepo baby when I was growing up because I didn't know who her mom was. Like I didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis was because I didn't know who her parents were when I was younger. Is it that well, that's I'm? Because we didn't have the internet. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, is it because I'm? Because I didn't have the internet and I'm more aware, I'm older, I know who these like parents, like I know who Tom Hanks is to know who his kids are and I didn't then, or is it worse than usual, do you think? Here's what I think the issue is, is that our whole lives, the interviews where celebrities talk about their start, right? The story that they are selling to us constantly, right? Is this very grassroots, I'm not connected, I don't, I didn't have anything, right? And so the story that we believe is that there are so many people that do not have these connections because when they've been interviewed, they don't disclose them. I'm not saying they have to. I'm just saying that they, I think, kind of lean into the social pressure knowing people are not going to like if that's part of the story. It's not going to feel as much of a fairy tale, right? So then it leads a lot of us who are not close to that industry or had not been close to that industry most of our lives to believe this false narrative that most of these people got it purely based on talent. Meritocracy. And that's not true. <laughs> oh, and I love when people always say, the Nepo babies, they always say, because to your point, they always go, are the parents of them or whoever's good. Like they didn't want my help. They wanted to do it on their own. And I'm like, let me tell you something. If I were related to Jean-Paul Gaultier, the designer, (laughs) I would be able to do a lot of things because of that last name. Renee is related to Jean-Paul Gaultier, by the way. That's her brother. What is your brother? Thank you. Thank you. Your brother's name is Jean-Paul Gaultier. Thank you. I, I, I will admit I'm petty. And like, whenever I watch, I like whenever I see uh, like nepotism happen, I just look at my single mom and I'm like, you did so much for me and I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. But like if you could have just worked a little harder, (laughs) (laughs) we'd be having this conversation on a yacht right now. But no, you just wanted to go the hard working route. Thanks, mom. Where's where's my white nepotism, nepotism, mom and dad in (laughs) Iowa? That's what I want to know. I will say, uh, relative to the Golden Globes, one of the one of the two, perhaps two good things they did this year. Uh, one was they got rid of. They used to have a Miss Golden Globe. Melanie Griffith was a Miss Golden Globe. Her daughter Dakota Johnson was a Miss Golden. They had a nepo baby every year, who who served as the award giver. They held the they held the Golden Globe behind the presenters and then gave it to them. And they announced them during the show. Please welcome so and so, the child of so and so and so and so. And they got rid of it this year. And this year, instead of a Miss Golden Globe, they had a transgender model. Cool. Good for them. Yeah. So yeah, I think 
just as someone who's written in the vicinity of the Golden Globes before, especially for red carpet stuff, they just didn't announce it this year. So you're half right and half, you know what I mean? Like it still is, it was a digital package. It still was going to be something that was showcased because they need to feel good about the choices they're making. And that like, just like, uh, Gerard said during his monologue, he was like the woman, Helen, who's a real woman. She's this foreign woman from the Hollywood foreign press who wants to be involved in everything because I've had to have conversations with her, wanted to talk to him about all they've done to come out of the hole that they were in. And so just so you know, they still did digital packages <laughs> showcasing, look at this. This is no longer, you know, Sly Stallone's twin daughters. You know what I mean? It's it's woke now and it's just like you know so they're they're trying but it's still something big by the way mm-hmm. in the article that i read they were they were talking about um some of these kids that get these jobs are trash like they're not good actors or whatever like they're just famous like famous names and stuff like even the actors are reboots type of thing but some of these kids they come in and for some fucking reason that stardom gene got passed down like they're like if you see zoe kravitz you're kind of like scared because it's like, oh, this shit got passed down to her. This is like bigger than all of us. Whatever she has got passed down or even like Dakota, they named Dakota. I don't know anything about Dakota Johnson, but they said that also that's a person who you're like, clearly this is a star. So some of them, I guess, are good. The prerequisite of this golden, Mrs. Gold, Miss Golden Globe or whatever they were doing, because Idris Elba's daughter did it one year and they have to have a charity they have to have, like, truly, they have to have something that they have worked on as an entrepreneur, including acting or whatever arts thing. I don't know if it's real, but I'm just letting you know the 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 cover story is Idris Elba's daughter, you know, works with homeless children. You know, like, there's always something that makes them have to be something before they can be the golden By the way, I Crystal, I noticed what you were doing. Oh, that I'm... That I'm knitting. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will say, I will say, Crystal made a great point earlier, though, that nepo baby is not just a Hollywood thing. It's a it's a systemic thing, and it's a white thing. And I on MLK Day, I can I can relate this unfun fact in front that... of those zebras <laughs> <laughs> and Prince. Uh, spoiler: um, that uh, that Martin Luther King Jr two summers as a teenager worked on a tobacco farm in the town where I grew up, Simsbury, Connecticut. And uh, he worked on the tobacco farm. And that's also where, more fun fact, he went to churches that, and he saw uh, churches where, that were integrated. And he was like, oh, this is possible. Wow. But, but in that same town where he worked on the tobacco farm, I worked at a country club and went to a private school and could, could afford to become a journalist that has a low paying salary, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An ally. An, an, an ally, in other words. How many summers did he work there? Two summers. And um and just to relate, just on top of that, uh Kanye made five beats a day for three summers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a different world, like Cree Summers. Um, <laughs> but anyone anyone growing up can oh, be man. in part of the family business, right? <laughs> By the way, can I you think... can you say Nepo baby and still be a fan of this fuck Prince Harry? 
I hate this motherfucker. Oh, is that okay? Is that okay wow. that I hate this? That I hate this guy? Is this it's... a fight in your house? <laughs> I need no. him some. Okay. Yeah, Harry what's, Mountbatten what's the Windsor. Of the beef? Why do you? Why do you hate? I get it. He didn't like, write this it. book. Every time that they interview him about this book, it's like you didn't write this fucking book. You hired somebody from the New York Times to write this book. Oh, your life is so. He's just. I wish I could hire someone to write me a book. <laughs> I, I'm available. I'm available. As well. I, 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 <laughs> Prince Harry is so funny to me because he just he had the reaction that every white girl I ever dated had, which is <gasps> racism. Hates <laughs> 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 Meghan Merkel, and he's just like, hold up. My family might be problematic, <laughs> and it, but you know what? Shout out to him being like, "Yo, let's let's dip," uh, which is like the bare minimum. But uh, at the same time, I still think I, I love that their story exists because when Tyler Perry got involved, that was just the most amazing. What did Tyler like- Perry do? Oh my God, he you, saved them. Yes. He's he, like their fairy godmother. When they dipped, when they yes, dipped the out of the royal family, they crashed they at Tyler say. Perry's place. God, Tyler yeah. Perry's just—he's the savior of Will Smith. He—he's <laughs> uh, done other things, I think, as well. But those are the two. <laughs> did they did they find that on Airbnb or how did they get that? <laughs> that whole headline felt like a Mad Libs, where it was just yeah. like, okay, name. <laughs> Name a black man who wears a moo-moo, Tyler Perry. Okay, all right. So they stayed at Tyler Perry's place. A Mad Libs and Jet Magazine. Isn't that what happened? Well, I watched the documentary, but it sounds like he reached out to them Mm -hmm. when he heard what was going on. You know what else is crazy is Meghan Markle's dad owns one of the apartments that Alison Lieber, who's a fellow comedian, lives in. Really? And paparazzi's there constantly. He doesn't live there. He just owns and re like sublets. Uh-huh. He's a landlord. My real estate agent's so he's father. He's like royalty. He's a landlord. My real estate agent's <laughs> father was murdered by Suge Knight. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. The, re- the reason Suge Knight's in jail. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> You hold on. (laughs) You just said that like we're all gonna be like, wow, fun fact, and then move on to the next topic. It's LA, baby. You never know. You never know. My real estate agent's father was murdered by Suge Knight, and he's the reason that Suge Knight is currently in prison. And if you watch the documentary on Showtime, there she she we were just like watching it, and I was like, Oh my god, that's uh that's my real estate agent right there. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Well, my dad, he used to work at the prison uh, where Suge Knight was held at one point in his life. Yeah. And um, apparently, and my dad told me to tell this story as much as possible. Um, that this, he this, got, is, this is Rich Dad? <laughs> no. I mean, we were rich for a little, a very small period of my life. But, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <are you> never- <laughs> but um, no, yeah. So my dad, he worked there and he, at one point, Suge Knight got I think kidney stones. Hell yeah. And apparently he cried like a fucking baby. They suck. In fairness, they suck. I've had them twice. Broke him. Renee Suge Knight used to eat at Houston Steakhouse on a regular basis. Yes, I waited on him. One time I was eating there with Kinane and Suge, and Suge Knight just walked by and I was just, wow. I, I shuddered because he was like the scariest. He's like, he's going to hang me out the windows and want the rights to all my bits. <laughs> Why is this panel all 
become a six degrees of Suge Knight game or just everyone. Sean, what is your Suge Knight story? (laughs) I I don't have a Suge Knight story, but my first day uh, visiting my college campus, I met Lyle Menendez. Really? That's it was pretty... before. It was before he killed his parents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, did you wait? Wait. Did you? How my many... mom doesn't like that fact. <laughs> I waited on the Menendez. I'm just kidding. How many times did you wait on Suge Knight, <laughs> Renee? He was a regular for a minute, and uh, he always got a prime rib and a baked potato dry. And I said to myself, dry. "Not even butter, you psychopath." <laughs> um, that, honestly, you oh, should have just went to the trial it. saying what his order was. We have a character he witness. <laughs> Wait, he didn't even put did butter. Did? Yeah, prime rib, well done. This guy <laughs> is right. <laughs> but but did, how, how did he tip? Not well. Oh. But, hmm. He gave my well, ears a lot of happiness in the 90s. Ricky, do you yeah. have a Suge Knight story or no? Uh, I don't <laughs> fuck with hip hop murdering producers, dog. Where <laughs> you draw the line? <laughs> that is where I draw the line. Um, I also it... don't fuck with Prince Harry either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every time I hear a story about the Royals, I'm like, why are you wasting our time with this? They're like, big I ratings. Don't care. I don't care. I don't get the only it, royal family I care about is Prince. <laughs> there you go. Period. Yeah. That's it. There you go. We knew that. <laughs> we mentioned uh we mentioned the golden globes um should awards get rid of gendered awards should there not be two sets of awards or is it um how do you guys feel about that i think there should just be one award one golden globe one globe for <laughs> a big ass just like there's one stanley cup there's okay. one golden globe okay and then who would it go to the just the movie or the Best Nepo baby, and I keep. No, it. I think they all should have to do their mo- the best part of the movie they were in live. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Ooh, do a monologue or a scene live, uh, and then America votes. Just, just the crying scene with the snot bubbles live on TV. <laughs> uh, I will say, MTV Movie Awards tried one year to remove gender, gender, and I don't know that they. I think they're back. They they have they did it and I think it was a little too confused like not confusing but it was like a little bit like we have to like do comedy against comedy and whatever but recently I think they've tried to find a way to do it where it wasn't necessarily about gender as much as it was more niche shit yeah you so like, you could do like horror best uh best um performance in a this type of movie and you could still have yeah, it yeah yeah so I mean I don't. I, I don't know. I think whatever they do, they just have to do it. Best like, performance in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what happens sometimes too is like, I think nowadays more and more people think that award shows are just kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So when they try, like when award shows try and put in this effort of like, okay, well, what about if we do this? No matter how sincere it is, yeah. it still is, comes mm-hmm. off as like, yeah, but it's just a fucking award. Right, you know? right. You know, I, I grew up loving the Oscars. I still watch them every year. But today, I'm more and more, I'm like, who is this fucking show for anymore? When they try and do shit, we're like, remember when Ellen came out and like took a selfie with everybody? Yeah. It was like, who is this for? My mom now? So she knows what selfies are? Like... <laughs> 
they just need to like restructure. Yeah. I don't know if we need award shows now. Like Gerard hosted, and it's like, all right, who knows who? And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but like, who knows who Gerard is? His style of comedy is not going to be what is typically in an award show. So now you're asking so many things of your audience to get on board with so quick Mm -hmm. for a fucking award show. What are we doing here? Shout out to Gerard. That check cleared and he was just like, I'm letting y'all know. (laughs) I I made sure I got paid first. (laughs) Okay. But what if we keep the awards as is, but instead of like announcing the nominees each year, we, we announce who will be voting and how they voted previously. <laughs> oh, see, they did. They they do this with the baseball Hall of Fame because it's so contentious now because of like steroids and stuff. So people they want transparency in voting. I'm in favor of this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to know who the fuck it. I mean, because at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I I don't have a horse in most of the races especially for the the women category because there's almost always so few black women or movies that I care about specifically right and then they give all the big blockbusters to the men all right well did I connect with that movie I just want to know like I I would like some accountability that's what I would like bring me the head of everybody who voted for Alan Arkin over Eddie Murphy in Dreamgirls right <laughs> now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Bring me Jimmy the head of everybody who voted for Al Pacino <laughs> over Denzel in Malcolm X. Bring me their head right now. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. I second that motion. <laughs> Bring me Alan Arkin. Uh, <laughs> Actually, man, I don't know. I think I understand the Eddie Murphy Dream Girls thing. Did you see what his hair looked like? I don't think that deserved an award. <laughs> I don't think Eddie was ready to receive that kind of accolade, guys. I think Eddie Nico would have. He would have been in fucking sufferable. It's better that he was like, "Let me hold off, and I'm going to get a lifetime thing." Eddie Eddie did a Will Smith slap joke eight months oh, that after. Okay. This is a polit- this is my favorite political story during uh, the Christmas season. George Santos. Uh, this guy. Oh my God. He lied about every fucking part of his biography. <laughs> said his grandparents survived the Holocaust, fled from Ukraine. All the buzzwords were in there. He was born in Brazil and is not Jewish. He was married to a woman, said he was gay, said his mom died on 9-11. She died in 2016. He said, oh, no, she died from 9-11 cancer. And then uh, he said he was... the chupacabra. Hold on. I didn't hear any of this shit. Hold on. He lied about all of these things? Yes. Yeah, dog. And then he gets in there and people are like, wait, dude, you lied about all that shit? And he's like, I was a volleyball star in college. And they're like, what college? He's like, see you later. He didn't go to college. <laughs> so I have so many questions about this, but why is this too far? Why is it too far? They all like compared to what? Which one of these motherfuckers is going to stand there and be like, you shouldn't lie. <laughs> oh, which one of the Republicans or Democrats for that matter? Oh yeah. Politicians. Uh, how's, how's your health care? Hmm. 
Yeah. Like they're all liars, I guess. Like yeah. Joe Biden famously like is a liar. Like he got kicked, like pretty much had to quit in 88 because he gave a speech about his background. That was like the same speech as like an Irish like politician. And they're like, you just gave the same speech. He's like, okay, I, I, I'm going to go back to Delaware. Like that was, uh, <laughs> why I, is, why is this too far? I love people who lie in modern times because they lie and they have these deep lies as if we don't have Google. Like, yeah. <laughs> like as if we can't, but just nobody, but he got all the way, out. but Chris, he got all the way to Congress. Like he, they had, he ran in 2020. That is crazy. Then he ran in 2022. He got voted in by the people of New York. And then the people, then when he gets in, people are like, something's fucked up about this. <laughs> It's wild that he lied about 9-11 and people were like, yeah, I figure, I always figure like, that's the one, like, if you lie about 9-11. The we, Holocaust? Did you ever see that movie, She Was Never There? Did anybody yes. see that movie? Ah, that's what it made me think of is about this woman <laughs> that lied about being in 9-11 and like no. she lost her family, but she was never there. He's not, <laughs> he's not even gay. It's in the title. He ran <laughs> as gay and isn't gay. Yeah. Isn't isn't Steve Ranazizi still getting booked? <laughs> Thank you. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I I will say though, as the New York correspondent, yes, for this please, panel, yes, uh, I do have some additional or some supplemental information for you. Yes, uh, one oh, that's what you voted for as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, AOC, AOC is my representative, so I ally. I have no no shame. Wakanda forever, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, like over the weekend, uh, there was a report. I think this was in the Times that it turns out that Santos, when he ran, he paid for his own opposition research, and they came back and said, "Dude, you should not run because all of this stuff is going to come back to haunt you." And then he just said, "Forget you guys," Uh, and then some of his campaign staff quit. But to your point, Brido, about like what is it about this? Even the the Republicans in Long Island, which is where his district is, they've all come out in public press conferences asking him to resign. And it's I think it's because it's just so embarrassing. Well, it's also because he's gonna he he said he funded himself and he's been like unemployed his whole life. So he got like shady like Russian money or dark money from yes. somewhere. Yeah. That, yeah. There's a story that came out today that says that uh, he listed as one of his clients, a guy who's related to a Russian oligarch. Yes. So do you, okay. So my other, my next favorite thing about this is, or I guess like the thing that interests me the most, do you think politics is attracting pieces of <laughs> shit the way that like, <laughs> like a good, like you, other people it always uh, have. I just feel like we're just becoming more aware of okay. how much of pieces of shit they are. But Chris, like, you always say that you like you respect a good finesse. Do you think that like people who are natural con artists look at this and they go, I could fucking get a little, little something in that? I think there's a little bit of it gets to like with George Santos. Now that I'm I'm just now learning about this okay, situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> I feel like if you lied that much and you got this far, like you're still obviously the first and foremost at fault. Like, obviously. That being said. Yeah. 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 If everyone was like, oh, let's wait till I elect this guy and then do our Googles. Like, I mean, y'all, y'all should have been, y'all, y'all should have, y'all should have been doing some background checks uh, a, a while ago. Like, it's, but- 
Like every time someone gets announced for an SNL writer, everyone does a deep dive. Yes. Like it's just like we're not doing that same level. The second someone but announces the president, people want that job. Nobody wants this job. That's and I think that's, what, that's really what it is. McCarthy, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I, I hate to say his name, but the example of Donald J. Trump. Thank you for the middle initial, so, many... so we knew which one. <laughs> <laughs> but it proved to so many people that, oh, you can you can lie. Yeah. Bald face lies that everybody knows is a lie. And yeah. you can get away with it as long as you just never back down. Yeah. Tom yeah, Petty, baby. Tom Petty. I feel I feel fully confused. He's so unlikable. Santos or Trump? Yes. Oh. He's like <laughs> the guy both. He's like the guy that I used to wait on who Shug Knight. It's like every day. You know, baked potato dry. Dry baked potato. Regular at a restaurant who has like who just like is like a 50-year-old virgin, but he's like <laughs> and he's like really fucking weird and he says dumb jokes and then he's like super Christian out of nowhere. That's what he reminds me of. And I hate the look of him. He like speaks and I hate him. Then I would like to bring up after the distinguished gentleman film starring Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) That is now a reality, isn't it? It's just like, oh, hey, run for office. Yeah. I don't know it's, shit about this. It's about like the skill. Of this is like it. that. It's like that DiCaprio movie where he says, "I concur," and they give him, they make him a doctor. What's the uh, catch oh, me if you he can? He doesn't know, know what he concur can. means. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> I is, is it just me, or does George Santos look like is if Nelson Franklin never became an actor? That's a deep cut. I have to Google I, that. I, I think part of why it's Nelson like Franklin. it's too far is because I feel like. The lies you tell, I feel like everybody, there's like this social agreement that the lies you tell should be in line with the kind of person that you are. And I think he's lied so much that we don't actually know who he is. Yeah. I think that's what disturbs people about him. He's a gay Jewish war hero. Sides of the, of the line, (laughs) like. I don't Be know. cohesive I... with your life. Yeah. yeah. He just kind of threw a bunch of darts at the board. and <laughs> <laughs> like People, people like ahead. Ukraine. So, like, he said people died in the Pulse nightclub shooting that he like, like he just names yeah. any like it's thing all that over the place. Yeah. Forrest Gump. He's Forrest, um, he's a Forrest Gump yeah, of lies. Gump. By, the, by the way, this is a, this is not on my list of questions, but I am curious. A comedian went up and had a great set at a show I did telling stories and i said i had and i did that dumb thing where i'm like is that true and he's like no <laughs> and i was like what is that oh is i that, feel like i like i felt like what like i felt like no there's i don't know who you're talking about but there is somebody who is very good at that and like they sound like really elaborate intricate stories where it's like back and forth between them and like a partner and i'm like and then he was like oh, oh we're yeah, talking we're, we're definitely we're talking, talking about, about- <laughs> oh i knew it i knew it. i was like what yeah just you don't have to say it. you don't have to say it on audio but if you can there's i don't know if y'all knew this there's this chat feature. all right i'm gonna drop it in the chat okay hold on i, I will say that this is probably I will say is that there's a different example. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll wait for the chat to subscribe. Yo, shout out to the homie. No, he's <laughs> the thing. This person, this person is great. Yes, is great. 
I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> this person is great. I just want to and and destroyed. And I did that. I'll never do it again. Probably is be like, is that true? And then it wasn't at all. Is that okay with you guys? Like, I, 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 I. I, I I, I I think it's I think it's whatever. It's oh, actually I'm biased because I love this person. <laughs> no, I don't look him up. I think it's okay. I, the thing is, is that I think what was initially so disturbing was he's so good at it. But I realized that th- that he could do it to me in conversation, right? Yeah. Like it's not just a, on stage that that he's capable of that he is because it's so grounded mm-hmm. right he, who he is on stage is very much it's it's not too far off from who he is in real life right mm-hmm. and, and so that, I think that was what was hard was like oh I could be having a full-on conversation about his life and still know nothing at all mm-hmm. <laughs> and also sometimes I get updates about comedians through their sets and I'm like so everything I just found out was yeah. False. <laughs> yeah can I jump in and just yeah. quickly clarify that uh, you guys are talking about someone different from, I mentioned Sebastian Manis Calvo oh, yeah, while yeah, you yeah. guys were chatting. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sebastian <laughs> doesn't listen to this podcast. No. But, <laughs> but when you, when you, when you brought this up as a case study, it reminded me of Sebastian in his most recent special that came out at the end of 2022 has this whole story about his kid going to school and one of his kids classmates identifying as a lion. And that's all made up. See, okay, I was watching kids. Who's the guy that everybody's mad at? Brendan Schaub. So, like this, I know that could have been anybody, but this um this <laughs> he had bits during I watched Gringo Poppy because everybody was trying to tell me how bad it was, and it's worth watching for that. But uh he's t- he has bits where I'm like, that didn't happen, and it takes me out of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I have to believe that you were doing this the other day that you like, if you tell me that you're single in one joke and tell me that you're married in another joke, it fucking takes me out of it. Like, um, so yeah. Consistency. If if you're going to lie, like the lion thing was probably something he has seen, but needed to make it personal to him. So he gave a friend that is like, to me, that doesn't bother me as much as like his last special that my entire Italian family watched on our trip at Disney world. (laughs) I'm like, you guys want to see footage of what you do for a fucking living? Someone else doing it better? Um, But he has a joke where he talks about he used to wear Z Cavaricis, and then he went to this club when he's wearing Z Cavaricis suit, and someone texts him, baby, that ain't (laughs) And that shit pisses me off more than the lion isn't real. Can I ask you, does your Italian family think he's the best thing that's ever happened? The best thing? They think he's great, though, right? Oh, like, I was forced to watch the whole thing over <laughs> oh, Christmas. Wow. I didn't I get it at all. And then John Ledley was like, my Italian, I want, like, he reminds me of my Italian family, and I love every second of it. And I'm like, okay. He might be related to a friend of our family. And when he's, I, he has a Chicago him, connection, right? Yeah. He's from yeah. Arlington Heights. Okay. Yeah. So, but when he hosted the MTV Movie Awards that one year, or was it the VMAs maybe? He said he was from Jersey and didn't say he was from Chicago. And I'll tell you what, 
That did not settle well with a lot of Chicago. Yeah, I would guess not. Ricky, yeah. always, always rep it, Ricky. When My aunt couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. <laughs> I, I think in, in the most recent special, that lion story was probably something that he got from Joe Rogan or those talking points about gender identity and things that are the woke liberals are doing now. And it was all just to make that point for whatever purpose that he wanted to make that point. Right. I, I get hung up like that like lion Brido. story. He was lying. <laughs> exactly. I get hung up on stuff like Brido mentioned. There is this bland white guy comic in New York. And this had to have been like 10 years ago now because he was making this joke about President Obama being a vegetarian. And I immediately just said, what? Because that's 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 like obviously not true. <laughs> Barack Obama has never been a vegetarian, but this guy's whole whole chunk of jokes was built on that premise. Right. And it just lot. it just made me go, I don't want to listen to anything you say now because mm. I know it's just all yeah. you thought this was a funny joke and you didn't care about facts. See, that. the trick is, is that if you're telling a story that's a lie, you just got to gaslight yourself enough <laughs> that you start to believe it's true. I mean, that does happen to naturally. Where you don't even like you just genuinely believe this is a real thing that happened in my life. <laughs> I am not speaking about this in personal experience. Yeah, I'm just, saying, I'm just assuming. I think I think it's what's interesting is that like comedy is always going in waves. Right. I think like traditional stand-up comedy as it was first kind of getting started almost all of it was lies all lies right yes the premises you were bought jokes always lies yes. right yeah and i think it kind of switched after a while where it's like lenny bruce kind of all agree okay you can the the premise is the truth yeah the punchline is where you get to lie yeah right, right? And I think we're still, I think it may be, you know, shifting. I don't know. I, 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 that's why I think it's okay, because I think comedy yeah. is going in. Comedy feels a lot more 80s now. When I was growing, like, <laughs> in Chicago when I was there, if you would have done Where Are You From to the audience, like, people would have been like, mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what do you do for a living? Like, why, like, somebody would be like, why are you doing that? Oh, yeah. But now I'm it's like, hey, bro, mic. just let us get these clips to post on Instagram. Would... Yeah, Leave yeah, us yeah. alone. <laughs> I, I think the world of comedy, people are, well, first of all, everyone's taking what everyone says as truth a lot of times now, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everyone's a fucking journalist, right? In people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, wait, Sean, you, especially. You didn't just break <laughs> up with your boyfriend last week? Like. Why would you lie? So there's like things to lie about that are like to get you where you need to go. Yeah. But lying about a fact that everyone can Google, which is Barack Obama being a vegetarian, <laughs> he is a dumb fucking person. I'll take it case by case basis, but I feel yeah. like if if you're fabricating entire and then I said and then they said, like then you can like just tone it right. down a little bit. I'm <laughs> trying to remember if I saw this on someone's like like someone's recorded set or if it was this past weekend I was working with Amy Miller and I want to say it was Amy who did it where it was like oh last week this ha happened but then she was like no like it actually happened last week I don't mean in comedy time this yeah. happened last week That's but I can't remember if I heard that from Amy this past weekend or if I was watching someone's 
uh, special recently, and it was that I, I can't remember which one, but that was like the first time someone said that where it was like, yeah, that's kind of that's like a common lie all comedians say it was like, oh, today I went to the store. It's like, no, bitch, you've been working on this <laughs> joke for eight months. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, you still say, yeah. today I went. Like, I honestly just assume most comedians are lying about what they're saying yeah. to a degree, <laughs> unless they say. And I swear to you, this is true. Because every time I see the comic do that, that is like, listen, most of the shit I say, complete bullshit. But I'm telling you, this shit that I'm saying right now is dead ass. That that is weird when they're like, this is true right now. Because you're like, okay, what was the rest of this? (laughs) Was everything else not true? Like, if you're like, no, baby, believe me, this part is true. It's Crystal, Ricky, Renee, Sean, and Chris. The Nelson Franklin joke was spot on, by the way. I just didn't get it in the moment. I just, I never do this, but I, I, I would have cut it out. I've eaten lunch with Nelson Franklin on the set of Traffic Light, some dumb show that I did where I played a passed out body. I auditioned and there I showed up and they're like, you're this dead body. <laughs> so maybe I blocked out his his name from that shitty experience but that was a great nelson franklin joke anyway there's still more show if you want video of this panel if you want to see the sausage get made if you want to see every panel ever that is on the show's patreon that's for people who are not freeloading cheapskates and thank you again to all the patrons you keep the show going even though it might be moving you are all good people patreon.com forward slash brido b-r-i-d-o it's one of the ways that i make money because i need it and thank you for everyone who bought my album it went to number one on the comedy charts i haven't been paid for it but that felt awesome nonetheless that's the story of my life uh the album is available on apple music spotify amazon title deezer and ast records Maybe I'll get money for it at some point. Also, I recorded an episode of Power Moves with Mike Burns this week. Burns is away, so Brooks Whelan and I took over the show. SNL's Brooks Whelan and I did an NWO takeover of Power Moves this week. I'm also on episode 239 of Brooks Whelan's podcast, Entry Level. I'm at the beginning of that. If you're like, your name's not on it, just click it. I'm on it. Also, my book comes out in September. There's not even a pre-order link for it, but there's an excerpt of my book in the current issue of Chicago Magazine. There's a link in my link tree to that, or you can go to my Instagram, and that is there. If you want to see me do stand-up comedy every Wednesday, I'm at a show at The Fable in Eagle Rock. Mike and Stacey Holmes are making award-winning burgers. The show's called Microdose. Do I always not ever say that? Okay. Then every Friday, I'm at the Glendale Room for a show called Flagship. I know I wanted to plug my special again one more time. So go to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube. Watch my special for free. Okay, I'll get back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. 
often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast anywhere you download your podcast. I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. The ad we've been doing for like two years on Brido's show, it's all based on an inside joke on our show, but it's for listeners that haven't listened oh. to our show yet. Okay. So the joke yeah. is we always start our show with, you know, somebody as listened. a guest and yeah, and I've never listened to None Taken. And, right. and they're so, not going to get that. No, they've never got that. What an annoying <laughs> commercial. What a waste of time. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Neither of us did. <laughs> and then the whole thing ends with these guys fuck, which was like something I said once at the end of a recording, like spastically, like impulsively. Oh, you're not supposed to say I still think anymore. that's funny. All I right. like it when the girl says it. I, I, uh, hi, Victoria. This is the best. This is welcome to None Taken. This is what None Taken is like. <laughs> Wait, did we just do an ad? Is that what you're telling me? I, I think that's what I'm going to send him, and who knows? I mean, he's played that for the last two years. Why wouldn't he play this? This is more like what our show is. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys. Well, I think pretty soon a lot more people are going to know. Those guys fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Crystal, Ricky, Renee, Sean, and Chris. Please click follow. Okay, uh, we can move on. I, by the way, uh, Sean, you have anything on Cosby coming back in 2023? Where, where are you? What is this? What is going to happen with this? Uh, no, but I can tell you that Louis C.K. sold out Madison Square Garden later in January. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well. Will it be out or in? We don't know. <laughs> He's canceled, I thought. Okay, I want to close. He like masturbating on the audience. <laughs> he is performing in the round. Closer. Uh, it's 4D. For his shows, are they like Gallagher <laughs> shows? For his shows, are they like Gallagher shows where the first couple of rows got the little sheets to pull up? Oh, that's too soon. Gallagher died in 2022. That's too soon. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right, my bad. Right. No, right. no. He's passing the, he's passing the tarp. Um, <laughs> I want to close today with a little game, game, I guess, called Song Tournament, where I take the top eight songs of a specific year and I make them go head to head, decided on by the one, two, three, four, five of you. I don't even need to be a tiebreaker. A lot of you have played. McCarthy has not. I assure you, <laughs> you will figure this out. So yeah. the the number one versus number eight, I'm going to start with the number eight song of 1984 is Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Banger. Is, is everyone familiar with Owner of Owner a Lonely of Heart? Lonely Heart? Yes. Much better than a... You know the uh, weird... Mike, I'm going to let you know now. I'm going to do what I had to do last time because you yeah. keep booking me to do the years that I wasn't even close to being sperm yeah. uh, <laughs> when these songs dropped. Yeah. So... If I seem distracted, it's because I am trying to listen to the song to see if maybe I've heard it from you're somewhere. gonna you're that gonna know like a long walk to say you old bitches. I think I'm in, okay, I think but I'm like in. you say that while you're knitting. So I'm just... <laughs> but I I believe I'm the old man on this panel who actually was in junior high school 
when all of these songs came out. So I have a different feeling. Oh, I know all this, this song. Yeah. So yeah, he. So song. these songs came out while Sean was getting picked on. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> okay. So owner of a lonely heart by Yes versus the number one song. His picture is behind Sean L. McCarthy. When doves cry by Prince. Uh, is everyone uh, familiar with When Doves Cry by Prince? Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, an man. old reference. Yeah, right now. My new thing at stand-up comedy shows is not believing when the crowd doesn't get something that I assumed everybody knew. So <laughs> Danny Letzinger said Steve Urkel on stage, and the crowd is like, what? And I got angry. Oh, my God, with I the... had to wow. explain it. Well, I had explained to my husband that that's because he didn't grow up in this country. Well, that's that's, <laughs> that's different. Where did he yeah. grow up? France. <laughs> See, if he was like talking about Tin Tin or some shit that French people like. <laughs> <laughs> um, who says, who wants to go with Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes for this? Weird Al did a polka version, you guys. Is this not affecting you at all? Okay. Clean sweep for Prince. Yeah. Clean I mean, come yeah. on. You can't, you can't vote yeah. against Prince. Like, Chris. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I had it. Why is Chris Mejia an expert all of a sudden? Next. Okay. okay. Uh. <laughs> also, that song, wasn't it on the soundtrack of Purple Rain? So it probably got a double. Could have been. There's an organ in it. Yes. It was a pivotal part of Purple Rain, yeah. But I mean, the like, movie. I think it was probably released several different ways, right? Like, so it probably, oh, it beat yes. The no, four... There's a music video with Apollonia in it. So yeah, that yeah. video is fire. I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, I mean, it's Prince in a hot tub. <laughs> it's got the mirror. It's got a mirror image part of the video. Come on, where he's now. mirroring himself. Come on. Now. Okay, when Prince I mean, moves technically, on. it's not a hot tub. It's a bathtub. I am currently looking at the music video. I'm not the well actually. <laughs> yeah. I get my James Brown celebrity hot tub. Oh. And Prince. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Murphy Dream Girls. Too hot in the <laughs> yes. hot tub. So, oh, f- gotta get in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make you wet tie. <laughs> well, well, that. I've never well, well. You should have won the Emmy for that. Thank that you, that was incredible. Bring Thank me the head you. of Joe Piscopo, whoever won the Emmy. <laughs> the four versus five is the whitest uh, uh, lineup of all time. This is Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Okay. I know this song. Okay. Versus. <laughs> Against All Odds by Phil Collins. That's a black song. I'm sorry. Uh, like, no, sorry. Take a look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Crystal here. Phil Collins fucked some black women. All right? Those yeah. drums says, yeah, man, I've been in that cooch. Genesis was the first concert I ever went to, and I was like, I fuck with Phil Collins forever now. Like, that's it, dude. I listened to Take Me Home earlier. Take, take me home. Yeah. Susu Studio? I fuck with it. Phil Collins is black. I'm learning this on Martin Luther King Day. I love it. Yeah. Did you know Phil uh, Collins? He's got that. He's got that song with Phil Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, come on, listen, man. Thank thank you. Lover. She's an yeah. easy lover. I just, we got helicopter shots so in it. So random, yeah. It was so random. You'd think they're helicopter names. <laughs> <laughs> jungle. That's what it's Against <laughs> all odds, features a very hot uh, Rachel Ward from the movie Against All Odds, and also fun fact: RZA named it his favorite power ballad of all time. Wow! Listen, the black I song. Am, 
<laughs> always going to vote for Phil Collins because Disney approached Phil Collins. It was like, hey, man, we're making this little movie called Tarzan. If you can just do a couple songs, it don't even have to be that deep. And then Phil Collins was like, I'm going to fucking make you shit your pants with this album. That shit. Phil Collins didn't have to spat. Uh, oh, sorry. I can't. I forgot. You can't say that word anymore. He didn't have to wall out on that album. <laughs> The way that he did. Thank you for he not saying the S word. Every song, like as if they held a gun to his head and was like, if this song ain't a banger, we're shooting you. Like that. <laughs> ever since the Tarzan album, every I, I will never slander. I will never vote against Phil Collins. Phil Collins, I know this song's not on that album. I know that. All right. But because of that album, I will permanently be like, I'm the I'm Tarzan album. The Tarzan album. <laughs> okay. All right. Have you heard the Tarzan album? You won the Oscar. For okay, that. all right, all right, all right. I'll play it right now. Yo, Thriller can oh, suck my yeah, dick. Okay, Tarzan yeah, that's album. Point. That's a good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best Disney album. I'm just saying that's one that like first ballot Hall of Fame for sure. I love it. I love it. Okay, so so Kenny Loggins can fuck off, right? Is that what we're saying? No, yes. Art one oh, for Footloose. Wow. Okay. Wow. Fuck yes. Give us your case for Kenny Loggins. It's not even about Kenny Loggins. It's about an iconic dance movie. First of all, I've heard you sing "Against All Odds" at karaoke before, and I believe fucking <laughs> smash it. That's not the point. If I have to, I wow. Focus. First George Santos, now Renee. I love them. I love them both. I don't know who she is anymore. <laughs> Nothing's better than a fucking Footloose at a wedding or. Shit shows up and everyone's like, everybody cut what? And then everyone loves it. And everyone does the movie. That's actually, and that's very true. Renee has a point. Footloose is knuck if you buck for white people. I've seen non-white people get very excited. Dude, it's everybody cuts. Everybody cuts. Oh, it's everybody. That's white people who can't dance cut. But Phil Collins is the black drummer of the century. So Phil Collins moves on. Okay. This one has a little ebony and a little ivory. It's Say, Say, Say by Paul McCartney. Featuring Michael Jackson. Do you guys know this song? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the video. Everyone has to watch this video. It is so dumb. They These guys well, hate it, each other. But in 1984, you have to remember, not knowing what you know now, but knowing what you knew in 1984, it might have been plausible for Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson to be competing for the affection of a young woman. Please don't look moonwalk in the in the country. Please don't moonwalk. It doesn't make sense. Don't do it. This song is way better than the doggone girl is mine. I just want to say that. I don't Yes. The Absolutely. Do, the dog There's a gone. spoken word part in The Girl Is Mine that will It's not good. Die. It's unbelievable. It's so good. It's like, whoa, Horrible. she told me that she found another lover, Michael. Literally, <laughs> what he says. And I'm like, so Did he, him and Chris Rock's, their little spoken word, is it's almost there. It's almost there. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Rock My World. Talking, yeah. Uh, I mean, Chris. Oh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah. Tucker, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That, nice. one's, that one's great. That one's great. <laughs> That was a comeback, so you needed spoken word. Chris Tucker yes. went, was at Epstein's Island. That's the weirdest one to me. Uh, oh, wow. He's on the flight logs. Why? I don't know. 
to what? save a girl from the triads? Probably. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. He was saving. He was saving those girls. Him and Jackie Chan. <laughs> versus. Okay, so say 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 by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson versus Jump by Van Halen. Ooh, Are you so all good. familiar with Jump by Van Halen? You know, I thought I was, and then I realized I was thinking of um, another song. Winter Sisters. Van Halen. Yes, I was biggest, thinking of that one. <laughs> Van Halen's biggest synth song. <laughs> biggest biggest what song? Synth. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. this song. Yeah, yeah I know this song. It's a banger. There's so many better Van Halen songs. I like music videos back in the day when it's like they're just recording the band. Crystal's like, method is fantastic. Like they're recording yeah. in the studio. Like we, like they just happen to show up while we're recording this song, you know? Like, oh shit. Is this David Lee Roth singing directly in the camera? <laughs> Everybody looks directly in the oh. camera while they're singing. So yeah, I might have to go with Jump. Yeah. Wait, are we judging by the videos and not by no, the No, no, that's, that's, oh, that's no. a tiebreaker for me. There's no that's rules. The There's no me. rules, just right. The criteria <laughs> is whatever you... hear who's right or wrong for real. I just want to <laughs> out of your heart. Because you're uh... not... Mike's never going to tell us who has more anything. No, it's up to you guys. It's up to you to pick. (laughs) You know, I was listening to it just now and I was thinking if I were somewhere, this is the kind of song where the first two notes, (laughs) I'm like, please. Which one? (laughs) Jump? Wait, wait. And then, and then it keeps going and I'm like, Oh no, the dance monster is taking over. (laughs) And then I would have to, I would have to move. I can like I almost I had to stop it I had to stop the music because I almost I almost jumped okay is what I'm yes. saying so I'm gonna, <laughs> I was like is she gonna knit so, to the beat right now? <laughs> Crystal, it's okay. Life comes at you fast. Wow, you know? this is a very white <laughs> yeah. band, and it started moving you a little bit. Okay, uh, yeah. I, no, I, I, uh, this it. happened to my <laughs> wife's best friend, who is a black woman. I played Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton, and she goes, "He better stop it." So that was. <laughs> That's like the black music, you stupid. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is definitely, there's been mo- like I remember the because uh, I grew up in Florida and I went to college in Florida. So when you go out to the bars in Florida, it's only a matter of time before chicken fried becomes a song that you like. <laughs> And I remember the first time I heard that show, I'm like, get this trash out of here. And then the fifth time I heard it, I'm just like, well, I mean, I do like my chicken fried. I, 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 and you just get upset. You're just like, because you want to hate on this shit. And you're just like, ah, okay, nah, I kind of slap. So okay, I went to a young millennial owned gym for a while. And at first I was like, what are they playing? And by like a month, I'm like, these expensive. These is red bottoms. These is bloody <laughs> shoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Uh, I'm voting for Jump because I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect uh, the King of Pop, Michael. But I love disrespecting any of the members of the Beatles. Uh, so, <laughs> there it is. Okay. Uh, Shots fired, Ringo. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, actually, you know what? Ringo gets too much shit. I feel like he just shows up, plays the drums, and mind his business. I know zero things about the Beatles. All I know <laughs> is that John Lennon was a massive piece of shit. And uh, Paul McCartney seems okay. Uh, you should check out I Wings. Like- check out Wings. You might like Wings. 
I just I like disrespecting Chicken the Beatles because it makes white people upset and that here's my <laughs> lupus. So I just I'm gonna go with Van Halen jump because I actually think it I enjoy the song. Wait, hating the Beatles is hydroxychloroquine? Yes, actually, yo, hold on. I love telling white people I hate friends. They're so salty. Oh, you know what, friends? I like that. Here Central we go. Shout out hydroxychloroquine. Look at that. We out here. Look at that. Gang, gang. <laughs> okay, so who, raise your hand for Say Say Say, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. One. Wow. wow Sorry, all son. these are massive blowouts. So moving on is Jump by Van Halen. Sorry, Sean. Final first round matchup is maybe the toughest first round battle I've seen, but we'll see what you guys do with it. Number two song of 1984 is What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. Oh. That was our first one since I kid her. Versus the number seven song of 1984, Hello by Lionel Richie. Oh. oh! First of all, he could not play a blind man in that video. He <laughs> yeah. makes no. a chia pet oh, for him. <laughs> this matchup feels like anti-black. This, I'm going with Tina. It does feel anti-black, but think about that song now. Like, I just feel like if it did, it did slap. And if it was playing right now, like I would sing it because I know the words, <laughs> but I'm like, it's really cheesy. Like it's like, if you listen, like, listen to it, guys, it's like, like no, I'm sorry. <laughs> if it was all night long, oh, that would be harder oh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. All night long is on the billboard hits for this year, isn't it? Yeah. But not yes, in top. I- not in the top eight. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's I feel like it's a little cruel to to know that Lionel was stalking this blind woman. Oh no, she's she's blind. And he's he he's stalking was... her. It's a very stalker song. Hello. Oh yes, and she does his face. My apologies. And yes, yeah. This was Baron a Baron von bit was about how stalkerish this song was. Very stalker. I um, Tina all the way for me. I uh, as as someone who only heard this song really through pop culture, like when it's used in movies and commercials and shit like that, uh, I feel like by that point of this song's circulation, it almost became where the song was parody. I like as a parody or ironic and stuff like that. So I don't really I didn't get introduced to this song in the serious sense of this is a love ballad. Yeah. So because of that, this song is very cheesy to me. No yeah. disrespect to Lionel Richie. I love all of the Motown legends, but uh, that's, this song is just also, it's just kind of weird where he's just stalking a blind woman. Uh, that's that, that's weird. Meanwhile, Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? Whenever these mashups are hard in this game, I like to think about what's going to, what song is going to get me to pop my pussy more. And it's definitely going to be What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. Also, when looking at the music video right now, shout out to Tina Turner. No disrespect to Tina Turner. But I love that she's rocking a haircut that I can't tell is a haircut that is I just woke up or I just fucked. And it just looks like both of those haircuts merged together. And that's (laughs) Tina Turner's hairstyle in this music video. So because of the fact that Tina, don't get me wrong, rocks the haircut. Like, no disrespect. She rocks it. But I just, I can't tell. She just fucked or just woke up. Uh, so I'm going to vote with uh, what's love got to do with it. Wait till you see Van Halen's hair. Uh, 
same same wig, but also Tina. Same wig. I dare you to find anyone who could use a chain link fence. Chain link fence the way she does. How old is Tina Turner in this in 1984? Can somebody do some quick googling and tell me what year? It literally is her first pop single after she left Ike. Um, so this is like a comeback hit for her, and I feel like when yeah, she the whole, the whole album yeah. was the whole album. Yeah, That'd be good album. to yeah. me. Is yeah. like yeah, like, the documentary on her that came out a year and a half ago is brilliant. Amazing. Who, yeah. and the musical? Amazing. I saw it in the UK. Oh, oh me too. Yeah. I saw it too. It Who's so good. is anybody voting for Lionel Richie? No, so sorry. Damn. Okay, mm-hmm. Tina does it. Tina moves on. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, round two. When Doves Cry by Prince versus mm. the blackest drummer since Questlove, Phil Collins, <laughs> Against All Odds. This song, Against All Odds, is pretty appropriate for this matchup against Prince. <laughs> does that song have two titles? Yeah. I think yeah. he does. He does yeah, say I think it's like, it's oh. in the, it's a, he sings it like in the verses. I don't think he ever sings it in the chorus. No, See, then I'm going to, no, so then that's no, a no for there, you, there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's in the chorus. It's in the chorus. Oh, it oh. is? <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I love to. Yeah, take a look at me now. It's at the tail yeah. of it. <laughs> oh, I that's right. That's right. It's against the odds. When when doves cry is in the chorus of when doves cry. I love. I just love that song so much. Uh, I'm still yeah. when when doves cry. I'm sorry. Yeah, when doves cry. Yeah. Doves when doves cry. win, baby. Who says <laughs> against all odds? Uh, I, I mean, I said earlier, <laughs> I froze, I, I froze, for I feel calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I would, I know it's a running theme of this episode that people be lying, but first and foremost, people be lying. I know I stand by my fucking word. Okay. When I said earlier, I'm I'm always gonna vote for Phil Collins. I meant that shit. Okay. Wow. So because of that, Some I'm integrity. I'm letting you raggedy fucks know that I am a man who stands by his word. Not uh, you, right? That was aggressive. Uh, <laughs> was I like it. He's cutting wrestling promos on everybody. I just everybody. feel like a rat cornered <laughs> right now, but right. I'm a I'm a vote for my man Phil Collins because I'm a man of my word, wow. and also I just like creating conflict there you go he likes well, no one's bothered <laughs> he's like i'm trying to create some mess and it's not happening yeah y'all all of y'all's faces look like when a kid comes into a room full of adults and it's like look what i drew and everyone's like oh yeah that's very nice yeah yeah it does look like a duck it does yes mm-hmm. thank you amazing everybody. that's amazing when is his mama gonna pick him up? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Here's me at every open mic. Hello, fellow teens. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So all of that to say, I will be voting for when dubs cry. <laughs> is anybody going Phil Collins in this matchup? No, no, no. Phil Collins. Okay, one Phil. for Phil. Yeah. Anybody else going Phil? Prince is in the finals. Okay. Ooh. Who is Prince? facing in the finals will it be jump by van halen or what's love got to do with it by tina turner i have amazing memories of sitting next to my mom in the station wagon 
who my mom from Colombia, and she would I, I feel like she would learn English by the songs she would hear on the radio. And I just That's have sweet. these memories of her being like, Ricky, me encanta Tina Turner and singing along <laughs> to What's Love Got to Do With It. This is like the age of music videos. Like I, I can see Tina Turner like walking down the street in like the denim jacket. I think I'm in the same boat because I can never, I can never vote against, you know, uh, a song that got us through cleaning on Sunday. Uh, I was in a black just household. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can make an argument for jump. Okay. Here is what my argument for jump is. What's up with it is a pop hit, right? But it's mid-tempo, right? So whenever it starts to play, you know you're listening to, you could be easy listening or you could be listening to B96, okay, Ricky? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> so yes. My point is, is like, it's versatile, but jump path, like crosses over in a lot of worlds and cultures, right? Mm-hmm. It's about jumping. It's about <laughs> energy. It's about... He says jump, and a lot of you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that Tina will is a mainstay, but David Lee Roth, what an icon of the time. I, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add on to that without changing my vote still. Eddie Van Halen also, this is the same year that Eddie Van Halen played the shit out of that synth on jump and played the shit out of the guitar solo on Beat It from Michael. I want to vote Tina because it's MLK Day. And two, because this song is like literally when listening to it, I'm just like, oh, shit, I got to clean my apartment. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's house cleaning music for sure. But a part of me wants to vote for Van Halen because I feel like he could use it. Like, yeah. I, I, like I, I feel like he could use a win right now. Like, I feel like Tina's fine. Tina's doing just fine. She's is an icon. Not? Oh, is she not? <laughs> Oh, is she not okay? She's not okay. okay. I mean, she's she's alive, but she's has cancer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not oh, to shit. bring it down, but I'm so sorry. But she does. No, it's no. true. Is Oprah no? <laughs> I don't think said anything. I don't think. She, I mean, that's I why she, she like cancer. she oh, gave shit. she made her like last public appearances, and that's why they did the documentary. That was like kind of her last public you know, speaking and um, she saw the musical in its final form. And now she's kind of recluded into, I don't know, the Swiss Alps or so, uh, yeah. somewhere with her, with, with her husband. But yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that's because she was sick. I thought she was just like, I want to retire and get out of yeah. this. Yeah, I no, she's very Does she have a white husband? Yeah. Interesting. A white European husband. <laughs> it's not just you, Brito. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so who is saying Tina Turner? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tina Turner because she got cancer. I'm going with Tina. <laughs> the finals for 1984. It's a one versus two, and it's when doves cry by Prince versus what's love got to do with it, Tina Turner. Mm. <laughs> well, Prince is not with us, and now, yeah, yeah, Prince. Oh. So, I mean, both are iconic, legendary artists. Um, I I kind of want to vote for Prince because uh, it, when every single time people mention Prince, the first things I think of are not his music, but two stories about Prince oh. that I've read about. 
one of them being a DJ when Prince died, everyone's on Twitter posting about their Prince stories. And this one DJ, I forget his name. He's a hip hop producer. Uh, he was DJing at a club and Prince approached his DJ booth and said, now I know I didn't leave my house to hear all this cussing. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny to me. Funny. Uh, the second thing I think of is Prince be- being in a club on his bodyguard, like like riding shotgun on his bodyguard. But then the other Prince story I think about is an interview he did where he's talking about how Michael Jackson approached Prince to do the Beat It music yeah, video. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to play as Wesley Snipes, what Wesley Snipes was. And Prince the was bad just You mean like, bad, bad, bad. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Bad. Sorry. Yes. The bad music You ain't video. bad. You ain't nothing. And uh, <laughs> Prince was like, I said no to it because the opening line is um, I forget I forget what the opening line it was is. Bad. Your butt is mine. Oh, oh. your butt is mine. There oh. you go. Your <laughs> butt is mine. And the prince was like, "Now nah, I don't know who you' talking to, but you ain't saying that to me." And that's so funny to me because out of all people, Prince had a pause moment. Out of all people, <laughs> Prince, who I feel like Prince has always been the person people reference to of like this guy is not a man who goes by typical like patriarchal masculinity standards he's a man who shows like you can be still a man and like be whatever you want but then prince had this moment of like hold up pause what are you saying about my butt that's very funny to me so well also he has a type you know in both and both sides but that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually didn't take it the way you took it, weirdly. I took it that Prince never felt, in my opinion, uh, inferior or below a Michael Jackson, right? That yeah. They're on the same level. So for him to kind of like alpha him, oh. it wasn't necessarily about having his ass. It was more like, oh, I'm going to conquer you. And Prince was like, baby, we're equals, if not more talent. Like, uh, I, had, I don't know what anyone else thought, but that's how well, I... T- I think I've seen him tell that story. I think he tells it to like Chris Rock and the look yeah. that he gives Chris on the your butt is mine. Like, I know this fool don't yeah. think that his shit is hotter than mine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh. yeah, it's, a, it's it is interesting so I, it's in um, in Too Legit to Quit. Michael Jackson does the Too Legit to Quit thing in the video, unless that is somehow not him. I don't think that's. I'm playing. I'm Michael, playing. It's. I was gonna say. Dude, I don't want to embarrass the director's Mickey and I both yeah. <laughs> I know it's like behind. Yeah, it's totally. Fun. Okay, so then in that case, I well, okay, I saw this clip from a tweet, and the tweet, the person was that was the angle they were explaining it. So that's how. Maybe I, you're that's thinking of um, he let he wouldn't let Weird Al say your butt is wide. <laughs> and fat. <laughs> I'm having no, every have, every joke is I landing think, for me right now. I think Go you ahead. can take it both ways. <laughs> I think so too. I don't think you're wrong. I just okay. would, he wouldn't take I, it both ways, but you could. <laughs> That's his journey. Uh, so who's, yeah, who's voting? Of... Who's voting for Prince? One, two. I think I'm voting for Prince. Three to two is two two for Tina. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my girl Tina because she got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the winner for 1984 is when Doves Cry by Prince. I thought that it might, and it did. Hell yeah. Who sometimes has, you're number one for a reason. Sometimes you're number one for a reason. America spoke, and these five comedians agreed. 
Also, when Doves Cry didn't deserve a vote because that man was in a bathtub with no mat right next to it. So I have a not safe for work Prince story that's okay. like not in interviews. Ooh. You have my attention. Okay, so it's, yeah. this is a, a, a friend of my husband's. This woman told him the story. There's no way to verify if it's true, but she it sounded very Prince-ish. What happened was uh, she went on a date with Prince. He took her home. Um, she gave him blowjob. And right after he came, uh, there was a tap on her shoulder. And there was a man behind her with a bowl for her to spit. Yeah. It was Ray and Donovan. She, so she spit and she turned around and Prince was gone. Okay. <laughs> wow. I believe that. So. I believe it. Even if it's not true, I believe it. I'll believe it. I would believe if Prince were a comedian and told that story, I would believe it. That's yes. Of course, of course that happens. That was a, of course that happened. That was a friend of mine yeah. from Seattle who does comedy told me that story. Uh, I mean, I honestly can only picture Prince in a ruffled shirt getting blown and I it's it'll never go away now. You that story put Chris on the floor. <laughs> I know, I gotta drop something. I am gonna tell everyone I know this story. That's amazing. That's now Chris Mejia's third Prince yes. story. That's the most yes. gangster shit I ever heard. Ever. I'm gonna put on my dating profile of things I want. <laughs> You could have said she turned around and he was riding away naked on a unicorn. And I'd have been like, yep, that's what Prince does. That's how he tells you, thank you, I love you. I'll see you in the moonlight. The most believable thing about this story is not the fact that Prince would be like, no, no, you don't get the swallow. Like, you got to spit that shit out. Is the fact that he could disappear without making a noise. Like, Prince, just, like is someone who you just like turn and boom, he just appears. Yeah, and he wears heeled boots. Do you know there's noise to be made? Yeah, just, that's who of a dude where he doesn't make noise in those boots. Like, he only makes noise when he chooses to make noise. I, so I feel like Prince is the type of dude who will get his dick sucked, but he will not take his pants off. He just put his dick through the, through the hole of Wait his Wait a second. We're doing pants. Chuck Norris facts, but about Prince blowjobs? I'm in favor of all of this. Also... I, it's interesting again. You acting like he didn't want her to swallow. He was doing it for her so she didn't have to. Swallow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's uh, in my dating experience. I have never met anyone who spit. Oh. So I maybe well, it's just a millennial thing where we're just like, well, we got to eat at some point. Uh, we're not all sixty, other than you. Nobody's out here like. Mm, mm. Okay, first and foremost, they invented come in 2005. I, I have not said anything this whole episode that has made me think y'all are old. Okay, I, I'm a millennial. Like, first of all, I'm not as old as the rest of you. You literally said that, and then, <laughs> oh no, when, when, when know, did I say that? I realized you know, I'm a part of the story. Why'd you give me when? 1984? I wasn't even coming. <laughs> bull yet okay, yeah, right. yeah i did say that my argument is my argument i is wasn't probable. even a bowl of princess cum in 1984 that is how you put it <laughs> but i realized the other part of the story is that she didn't even realize there was another person in the room <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, she felt a tapped on her shoulder like <laughs> yeah why so is he... prince maybe she can't hear people walking up on her and coming away <laughs> 
a man with a bull is approaching. She didn't hear that either. No one's praising the bull guy as some like as some like ninja oh. genius. Maybe it's just one really. Thing. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Could have been an alternative music video idea for Hello. For, yes, exactly. <laughs> the guy with the bull is the sneakiest son of a bitch in the story. It's Lionel Richie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You know what? It is this story is funnier thinking about it from what you pointed out of like he's just so much of a gentleman where he just has he like here here's your bowl for you to, to spit okay. out. The, the, yeah, that's 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 way funnier. That's so, and also just when you're applying to be an assistant for Prince, was that a bullet point on Indeed? <laughs> just like. Uh, just like organize meetings, uh, you know, drive prints to and from, uh, hold the cumble for. <laughs> Can you imagine the communication skills that you have to have with the bull guy while you're getting like uh, receiving? Yeah, was he in the room the whole time, or does he just know? Like question. she's down there and he's looking at her, like the guy with the bull, like, <laughs> like yeah. does he have a clicker? Like he presses the clicker of like, hey, I'm getting close. Like, is it? Is it like a, also that's funny, like most families have like a, a puke bowl, like a bowl that they'll puke in. I learned this on Twitter. My family did not, but uh, families. Ours have was to a puke. toilet. What did you guys have? You know, so it was last month on Twitter. This white woman was just like, oh, I found out that for the longest time, our bowl that we would make cake in was the same bowl that we would puke in. And everyone was like. You couldn't waterboard this information oh out of me. <laughs> and... Add trash to that sentence. The white trash person. <laughs> I know what? That, you're right. You're right. Because I know a lot of white people who are like, I told that to you, and they're like, Nah, bro. <laughs> no, I'll bro. Your ass if you throw up in one of my <laughs> Prince has to hit a, like an octave when he comes. <laughs> It's like that one note that's right above like the high octave he right. hits. That only a serious security guard can hear. That yeah. Everybody in Paisley Park goes, oh shit. Oh, it's like that noise only cats can hear. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's a noise that you hear when doves cry. Just the, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who has plugs? Oh. Crystal, where do you want people to find you? Online, I just moved to New York. Um, nobody knows this. What? <laughs> I was going to ask you to do the show I run. I'll be I'll be back February thirteenth. So yeah, I'll be back for a month and a half for a writing gig. Wow. But yeah, I am I'm now living in New York. Yeah. Wow. So, but I would love to do the show when I, I'll be I'll be in LA for February, February to March. Yeah. Crystal's doing eight shows a night now in New York, is what I heard. Really. <laughs> Hopefully. When does the gold uh, stripes go up on that wall? Oh, I'm probably not going to do it in this one. All right, fair enough. That's I just for LA. concept. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ricky, where do you want people to... Oh, by the way, uh, Crystal was on every list of best stand-up special in the world oh, yeah. in 2022 for Inaiwamba. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, so please listen to my album. <laughs> Thank you. Ricky Carmona, where do you want people to find you? In these streets, In these streets. <laughs> That's it. I don't really fuck with social media anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Renee, where can people find you? You know. You know. I have a monthly show at the end of, uh, the last Monday of each month, I have a show called Fresh Hair Comedy in a Barbershop. Oh, uh, hell yeah. When's that special coming? Oh, uh, 
High Blood Italian comes out on Valentine's Day. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Oh. location. Nice. That's what's up. Uh, Sean, the comics comic dot biz. <laughs> no, please subscribe to my Substack. It's all about Substack now. My Substack <laughs> is called Piffany. Sounds like Epiphany. Yes. Spelled like Tiffany. P i f f a n y. Yes. Dot Substack dot com. With yeah. interviews with people like your boy, uh, yes. Chris Mejia. Where do you want people to find you? Uh, you can follow me on uh, at Chris Mejia Comedy on Instagram, and TikTok, uh, at Tofu Mejia on Twitter. Uh, if you're in the Seattle area or you live in Seattle, you should come out to the show. I co-produce called Good Comedy uh, during the winter. We're doing it at uh, the Hereafter Comedy Club. Uh, Crystal was on the show and did fan nice. fucking fantastic. Uh, and obviously, if any of y'all are in town, hit me up. I'd love to have you on. Um, but yeah, come to that. You can follow at Good Comedy Show on Instagram. We post about upcoming shows. And then once things warm up, we'll be at our flagship location at Bad Jimmy's Brewery. Uh, but yeah, you should uh, just follow me online. I post about shows and shit I'm working on on social. So it's just easy if you do that. Besides you, who should we know about from Seattle that's coming out? Uh, so shout out to the homie Alyssa Youngman who just dropped the Don't Tell uh, set. Uh, that was fucking great. Uh, same thing with the other homie, Bo, who I run my show with. He just dropped the Don't Tell set as well. Um, and then also other great Seattle comics. Aaron Ingo is so fucking funny. Monica Nevy um just to name a few i there's other people but i can't remember them at the moment and i don't want to draw this out monica's and done also, monica's done the show yeah she's great yeah monica's really great people uh but yeah uh seattle has good comedy uh so come out and uh crystal name anybody in new york who's good i don't know i mean just kidding <laughs> don't do it don't do it we don't like them sean same with you new york no bad <laughs> although sean introduced me to john mulaney and at the lincoln lodge once Oh, nice. <laughs> he, 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 he used to have some talent. <laughs> then he went nuts. Okay. Uh, all right. This will be out Friday. Thank you guys for doing this. Uh, it's good to see all of you. Good to see you. Happy Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye. It's Crystal, Ricky, Renee, Sean, and Chris. Thank you for listening. Buy my album. Stream my thing, my special on YouTube. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Love you. <laughs>